Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a radio show and podcast created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She comes from Madisonville, Tennessee, and uh, she's gotten quite popular. This morning, we're setting the table with Craft Spirits with two fellows that have just recently opened a place called Postmodern Spirits in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. And we also have a recipe from Mary Constantine for a berry grunt slump. Plus, I have news on a farm-to-table dinner upcoming and an event that preserves the food and culture of the Smoky Mountains. Thank you so much for tuning in here today. If you're listening to the radio or your podcast or on your computer or the dash of your old truck. I'm just so glad to have your really good company. So now let's get started. Two local fellas, Stanton Webster and Eric McNew, have just recently opened a place called Postmodern Spirits. It's in the old city of downtown Knoxville, Tennessee, and they describe their vision to make new spirits for the modern mind. They make these with natural botanicals, grains, and fruits, and their products are all produced on site in the Old City location there in Knoxville with an ever-changing cocktail menu according to what's fresh and local and in season. And they conduct distillery tours down there as well. So let's visit with them now and hear in their own voices a little bit of what this place is more about. Of alcohols are you producing? We, uh, well, we're, you know, we're pretty much equal opportunity imbibers, so that's kind of where we come from with the things that we make are things that we love and love to drink. Um, so vodkas, gins, liqueurs, um, you know, malt whiskey, uh, American malt whiskey for whiskeys, and it's just really things that translate well to cocktails. Um, and that's kind of, you know, a lot of our background and a lot of what we kind of connected over were making really good drinks. And so just bringing that to the table um, mm-hmm. with just super fun take, uh, new takes, um, updated takes on things, um, different liqueurs, um, cocktail-friendly liqueurs, and, um, and really working with those gins to try to make 
you know, just fun drinks and have and make drinking fun. A lot of what bartenders are asking for, you know. Um, we'll start out with unaged spirits, of course. Um, and in the meantime, we'll be aging on a malt whiskey for a later release. Yeah, we want to take a, a, a little more um, high road approach. Um, a little, a little more aesthetic in the packaging. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of go in that direction. And you do a giant thing, you and your wife Mandy, not Spooty. We do. Uh, we're, we're still trucking. Everyone says, are you still going to have time to do that? And we're like, we'll, we'll figure out a time. We still have to eat. Um, first and foremost, just things that are friendly for cocktails. Things, things like uh, St. Germain's, things that, that kind of came up as, uh, as cocktail-friendly liqueurs. Um, and then just fun things to work in with the gins as well. Um, we, you know, we've been working a lot with elderberries, chamomile, some fun flavors like that. Um, you know, everybody loves chocolate. Um, there's, you know, there's just a million different ways that um, we were in planning that we were thinking about going. And now, um, with things that we're making, we really want to look at liqueurs, especially as something we can hit seasonality. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, we love the fact that we are a little smaller, a little more nimble in a business sense, not in a personal body style sense. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not nimble um, or smaller. Um, but thinking about the business and thinking about the alcohols we want to make and the spirits we want to make, um, we really approach it much like craft brewers do, and that's with an eye on the calendar um, or a great chef. You know, we are very flavor forward, um, and you know, we we have we're tied to that seasonality and, and what goes on in East Tennessee and across the state and the Southeast in, in those seasons. And then we want to tie that back to the alcohol that we're making. Absolutely. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table and we're visiting with Eric and Stanton of Postmodern Spirits in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. After a short break, we'll hear a little more about this place down there. Here's an event that I'm really trying to spread the word about. It is entitled the Great Smoky Mountain Food Days, an event celebrating the food of the Great Smoky Mountains shaped by the mountains, climate, and people. This event will take place Friday, October 6th and Saturday, October 7th at the University of Tennessee Welcome Center in Knoxville, Tennessee with a Smoky Mountain-inspired dinner Friday night of soup beans, cornbread, and banana pudding, and on Saturday, a full day of presentations, panels, and discussions on preservation, fermentation, farming, and culture, along with keynote speaker and Southern food writer Sherry Castle. This event is the first installment from an endowment of UT grads Peg and Sue, creators of the highly successful Cowgirl Creamery. Details and ticket information at GreatSmokyMountainFoodDays.com and on Instagram, GSMFoodDays. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes in part from Magpie's Bakery in downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street. 
Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes, to a country club affair with a custom creation. With a full selection of ready-made designs, or they can create custom designs for your special event. Images of their ready-made designs and details on custom orders and appointments at magpiescakes.com. Magpies Cakes. All butter, all the time. And now, let's return to Eric and Stanton of the New Postmodern Spirits in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. And what is it, for instance, if a person just grabs a big old thing of Seagram's that is different about your gin than something on the shelf? Well, stylistically, I mean, gin comes down to kind of a few different takes. There's, you know, traditionally, historically, there's the London Dry Gin. There were plenty of gins. Um, and then there were those kind of Navy Strength Gins, um, Old Tom Gins, and, you know, they kind of had different meanings to different people um, and just over time it kind of consolidated to be a certain thing. I think when people these days think of gin, um, pretty much you think of the London dry style. Um, that juniper up front um, kind of got a, a bitter note to it. Um, it's got that real piney, resiny um, flavor and then a super dry finish. Um, alcohol up front. Uh, a lot of people that when that we've tasted gins with have you know they've got that that childhood or not childhood memory but that early drinking um, youthful drinking memory of getting into mom and dad's gin and just going too far and so you have a lot of you know so there is that negative connotation there um, for us I think what we're really excited about um, we do love that traditional dry gin uh, but you know, right now in America, there's a big craft movement um, across the board in every industry, and that's the same with alcohol. And one of the big things you see in craft alcohol is um, the what I have come to term the American craft gin, and that's one that does not rely on juniper quite as much, or the juniper is balanced um, with other botanicals and citrus and things like that. So it's um, a more approachable gin. Um, something that just in the glass is a little different from the London dry style. So we're definitely going to um, add our two cents to that conversation. Um, and we, you know, we feel like we've got a strong offering for that uh, with our Jenniferous gin. And then we also want to kind of honor that past tradition of that London dry style, that Navy strength gin with, um, and that's what we're doing with our empirical dry gin. It's just a big, bold, um, let's see how much juniper we can fit into one bottle. For me, it's a bartender's friend, 114 proof, so it's big. It'll stand up to tonics nicely. Great, great, put you on your bottom, martinis, that kind of thing. So, you know, you're seeing a resurgence these days in the barrel-aged gins, so um, uproot, uh, we rest that in our... Um, in our whiskey barrels and that'll be available you know a little closer around the the cold weather holidays yeah absolutely and our our american single malt uh we're going to tie that in with the breweries um we're going to work pretty closely with uh, with those guys they're they're very excited about the opportunity so uh got some got some cool things in store for that um that's wonderful out of the ordinary <laughs> 
Well, and what a great place to just come and get a really good cocktail. Um, so it, right here on at 205 Jackson, that's essentially right across from the old JFG place, right? It is. Okay. It is. Well, Eric and Stanton, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. You've been listening to a visit with Eric McNew and Stanton Webster of Postmodern Spirits in downtown Knoxville. Details, contact information, and hours at postmodernspirits.com. Information and links about all of my guests and this podcast can be found at tennesseefarmtable.com. Just look for the link that says listen to the show. Coming up, we have Mary Constantine, food editor for the Knoxville News Sentinel, and she's got a recipe for a berry grunt slump. And she sets us straight on the differences between a grunt, a crisp, a slump, a brown betty, a cobbler, and a pie. And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. While we're in the height of berry harvest, I've been thinking of different ways to serve the season favorites. Of course, cobbler's the first thing to come to mind. But in the same vein are buckles, crisps, brown betty, slumps, and grunts. But have you ever thought, what are the difference? Well, I tried to look this up. According to the joy of cooking, a slump is a steamed fruit topped with dumplings, and instead of being baked, it's prepared on the stovetop. Apparently, grunt is just another term for a slump, but it depends on where you live. It's a dish that dates back to colonial days, with the Rhode Island area embracing the term slump, while those Massachusetts folks prefer grunt. Research shows that it was called a grunt because of the sound the dish makes when cooking. And it's called a slump because when it's served, it slumps across the plate. Now, the Huffington Post says that brown betties, buckles, cobblers, and crisps are obviously different, but they, some of them are just minor differences. A brown betty is a baked dish of fruit with the same type of buttery crumb topping as a crisp, except that some people like to use oats in their crisp. A buckle is a cake-like batter that's underneath the fruit, and it cooks. The dessert rises around the fruit, buckling inward, hence the name buckle. And of course, a cobbler is traditionally topped with drop biscuits. It got its name because the biscuits resemble a cobblestone street. But the Huffington Post says you better call foul on anyone that tells you that a fruit dish topped with pie crust is a cobbler. It's a pie. Now that that's out of the way, I think I'm going to give this grunt slump recipe a try. 
To make the dumplings, all you need is a cup of all-purpose flour, one and a half teaspoons of baking powder, a half of a teaspoon of salt, two tablespoons of sugar, two tablespoons of butter, and one-third cup of whole milk. Whisk the flour, baking powder, salt, and sugar together in a medium-sized bowl. Then cut the butter into small cubes and add to the flour. Using your hands or a pastry cutter, you need to mix the flour and the butter together until it resembles coarse meal. Now add the milk, stir it just until it's moist, form the mixture into a ball, and put it over to the side. Now you got to get your berries. We're going to use blackberries. So you get four cups of fresh blackberries, or if you've got some in the freezer, just to frost them and drain them. Those are fine. Place the berries in a two-quart saucepan and add one-half to three-fourths cup of sugar. You, that depends on how sweet you want your dessert and how sweet the berries already are. Then you add a fourth of a teaspoon of cinnamon, a teaspoon of lemon juice, a teaspoon of lemon zest, and a third cup water. Heat the mixture over medium-high heat until it starts to boil. Once that happens, you want to stir it a few times and make sure that the berries are all well coated with sauce. Now, take your dumpling dough and tear it off into spoons full-sized chunks of dough and drop onto the fruit. You'll get about six dumplings out of that. Reduce the heat, cover the pot, and let it simmer for about 25 minutes and whatever you do don't peek inside the pot or you're going to let the steam out once it's done take the top off you can serve it hot you can serve it cold uh, you can use ice cream you can use whipped topping or you can just savor the flavor of the berries this is mary constantine with the tennessee farm table And here's something I thought you might be interested in. There is a farm-to-table dinner that the farmers from Jim Farm out of Rogersville, Tennessee, are putting together with Last Days of Autumn Brewing on Magnolia. It is Tuesday, August 29th from 6.30 to 9.30, and it's a full-course meal from snacks to desserts, and along with pairings of craft brews. Details by Facebook, Jim Farm TN spelled J-E-M-F-A-R-M-T-N. This is Nikki Riddle, winemaker at the winery at Seven Springs Farm, and you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes.
or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.